1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our latest podcast. This one is going to focus on the Rays minor league system. There are a couple of reasons for that. For one, the Rays have announced their staffing changes in the minors for 2023, and there are many of them. And the reason the minors are certainly so important for the Rays is because developing prospects is the lifeblood of the organization. So it's not only the prospects themselves that are important, but who's helping develop them. And if you're wondering why are there a lot of changes, well, it begins at the major league level, because there were three key minor league staff members that moved from the minors to the majors, and that creates a trickle-down. You had Durham manager Brady Williams, who's now the Rays' third base coach. Jorge Moncada, who went from minor league pitching coordinator to bullpen coach, taking over for the retiring Stan Borowski. And, of course, Paul Hoover, who was with the Rays working with the catchers, is now bench coach in Kansas City, and he was replaced by Tomas Francisco, who was the minor league catching coordinator. So that begins your trickle-down. We've got a full list of all the changes on our blog, but for purposes of this podcast— we're going to chat with five individuals that I feel are in especially important roles. For one, Durham manager Michael Johns, who is moving from field coordinator back to the dugout. Number two is Blake Butera. Blake is the co-manager for Team Italy in the WBC, led Charleston to a championship, and this year he's moving to field coordinator, handling that along with Alejandro Frede. Jared Sandberg is a familiar name. You may remember he was Durham's manager before Brady Williams, well, after going to Seattle and then San Diego in different roles, he has now rejoined the Rays organization and will oversee base running and outfield work. We're also going to chat with two new pitching coordinators. Rolando Garza this year will be joined by two guys who are coaches in the system, Jim Paddock and Alberto Bastardo, and we'll hear from them both. We'll begin, though, with Durham manager Michael Johns and how going back to the dugout after being field coordinator came about. Well, it's kind of a long process.
2: Um, You know, obviously Brady Williams, deservingly so, got a a chance coaching the big leagues, and he's one of my best friends. Really happy for him. Um, But once that once that move happened, you know, my mind started turning a little bit towards managing again. I think over the last five years, I've really enjoyed the role of field coordinator. But you look at the game from a different lens, and really kind of miss that intimacy of being with the players day in and day out. The same guys every day. I've, I think that over you know the the weeks to come after the decision was made, I started really putting some some thought into it and reached out to a lot of people that I respect their opinion. Reached out to Jeff McLaren, obviously uh, Mitch Lukovic, uh Bobby Heck, and then Cashy and E and all those guys that have have a lot of uh, a lot of experience and a lot of uh, see see things a little bit differently than than probably I do. And all, to to a man, all of them are like this is going to be a really good step for you and us. So once all those guys said the exact same thing. I said, this is a no brainer. And I remember, you know, we had some guys in line, you know, in terms of managers in the minor leagues that would be really good in Durham. Um, but as we started talking through it, and I'm talking to my wife, I'm like, you know, I kind of hope that it does kind of fall in my lap. And she's like, well, that should tell you, you know, but it wasn't an easy decision. Uh, I love to feel coordinating, love traveling around and see all the players have a more of a global view and, and kind of a a bigger impact and but really a more of a longer term impact on the major league team and this will be more of a direct impact more of an immediate impact uh kind of under the hood a little bit more with the day in and day out stuff from A, the big leagues so it's going to be fun I mean you can't imagine I mean obviously if you've been to Durham any people listening like there's not a better spot out there and um, it's not it definitely isn't the minor leagues it feels like the big leagues its just such a great environment so a lot of things came together at the right time and and again I
1: I leaned on a lot of people that I really respect their opinion. So five years having been in a field coordinator role how do you think all of that experience will make you a better manager?
2: Well I hope it does Neil I don't know we'll see (laughs) but I think that's just seeing more of a global view Uh, I think when you manage you kind of get you kind of get some blinders on and you you look you can sometimes be a little little bit short-sighted so I think you know, having stepped back from managing and and have more of like that macro view is going to really help me. I
1: think on the day in and day out, you know, getting players better and getting to the big leagues. Since Brady, you had mentioned, is a very good friend. What have you asked him about the greatest challenges of managing in Durham? Because AAA is a different animal than, let's say, managing some of the other levels you've been at before.
2: Yeah. Well, luckily enough, you know, when Brady took the Durham job, I think three years ago, um, you know, obviously our communication never stopped. So. I kind of went through the season with him the last few years and saw what went well, what didn't go well, you know, mistakes that, that all of us make, um, the mistakes that maybe a A manager could make, and then also, you know, what really worked. So, you know, lately the conversations have been more joyful with Brady getting to the big leagues and, you know, me kind of stepping in this new role. We haven't really gotten to the intimacy of it, but, you know, we'll be living together in spring training, so a lot of conversations will be had at night over some – Some dinner and a couple of cocktails.
1: (laughs) Because it is different. Because you've got guys who have going, who are hoping to get to the big leagues for the first time. You got guys who have come down and hoping to get back to the big leagues. You guys have who haven't been there in a while and are hoping for that chance. And some feel they deserve it. Some feel that you know they they need to earn it. There's all different kinds of individuals to manage, really. There is. It's certainly a lot of different situations every day, and and every
2: day will bring a new scenario and and a different challenge. But I think that. <clears throat> the way that we've kind of looked at it is those are our guys. I mean, they're, they've guys have come up almost to a man have come up through our system. Now, granted, there's going to be some pitchers that we had to sign for insurance, things of that nature. But by and large, the bulk of the team are going to be raised guys, guys that came up through the system. They know what is expected of them. And that makes the job a lot easier. Um, sometimes when you have a lot of different guys from a lot of different affiliates, it becomes – uh, a little bit tougher. Uh, but I think these guys that were you know drafted with us or even traded from at an early age, they know what we expect. They know what's what's you know that we're gonna be real with them, we're gonna be truthful for them. And at the end of the day, we we want the same thing they want. We want them to play in the big leagues. We want them to stay here forever. So we're, if we're, as long as we're all pulling in the same direction, I think that we kind of get ahead of the problems.
1: Will it mean something extra special for you the first time you actually bring a guy into your office to tell them they're going to the big leagues?
2: Yeah, well, I think, I mean, obviously that's the coolest part. Um, but I remember, you know, I've seen Brady do it a bunch. I was happy to be there when Jared was managing and saw him do it. But as far as me personally telling a guy, I don't think I did it. a 2020, and during the COVID year, we told Josh Fleming in front of the whole group that he was going to the big league. So other than that one, I haven't really done it my, myself. So, yeah, that'll be really cool, especially when it's the first time and get all the guys together
1: and it'll be uh, it'll be neat we'll hear from blake in a little bit but tell us what it, it it'll be like for him now moving into a role you had similarly
2: yeah blake's a blake's a rock star he's he's really good at what he does he's a really good manager and you know i think he had that innate ability to see things globally and i think we saw that and even the, the ages he's just a young guy he's still able to uh to see things differently so i think that stood out to us so when we started talking about you know if i was going to the role of durham you know who's kind of kind of you know, fill the fill the void, and you know his name kept coming up. And you know, after talking to him and, and making sure that we're we're good by him, and that's something that he wanted to do, um, I think it all kind of fell into place within a, you know a few weeks. But he's going to be good. You know, he's thorough. He's very well respected on the players. He's obviously been successful as a manager. Um, <clears throat> he's going to be really good, and we're not going to lose a beat.
1: After five years in the role you were in, how much better do you feel from that macro level about the organization as a whole, the minor league system?
2: I feel pretty good about it. Um, and I certainly don't want to leave, you know, the, I think the kind of the the thing that I struggle with is like Blake and Al are going to obviously be the field coordinators and I need to kind of step back and let them do their thing. But also certainly going to try to help them, advise them um, on some things that are going to come up throughout the year that they didn't anticipate. It certainly happened with me my first few years. And I had to, I had someone to lean on in Hoffie and Bill Evers and, you know, you just need guys with experience that have been through it and how they handle the situation. But as far as me personally, um, yeah, I hope it helps. I mean, I hope that, you know, me seeing this bigger bigger
1: picture, the macro view helps me with the micro. And do you feel better five years later just about the talent level in the organization, like where where it was, let's say, when you started in that role and, and maybe how far it's come with the drafts, the international, the player development? Yeah,
2: it's you know what? It's a really good conversation. Obviously... We want guys to come up here and be perennial all-stars. We want guys to come up here and help the major league team win. Um, But you know, it's fun to win in the minor leagues. Like let's not, let's let's not kid ourselves. We keep score for a reason. We want to win, we want to win championships. We think that creates an environment that will hopefully, you know, blend itself into the big leagues. but you know, we were talking about the other day when I managed. You'd be lucky if one of the minor league teams were in the, even in the playoffs. You know, and not that we didn't have good players, but not to the extent we have now. So, I guess a long-winded answer is, yeah, we've got really good players. And I mean, you don't win three championships every year. It, it no, no one does that without having really good players. So, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a fun year for all of us. It's gonna be a fun year for the new field coordinators. It'll be a fun year for all the new coordinators and all the new managers and I'm certainly looking forward to it. I can't wait. I think I don't know if I've been as excited as, you know, for a season of stars I am this year.
1: And athletically is that the thing that really stands out when you look at the overall group up and down the system?
2: Yeah, I think athletically that certainly stands out, but I think if you probably asked other teams, they're just not a lot of weaknesses. You know, everyone has their top 25 prospects, you know, and you could debate those. Um, but it's like, even if a guy's not in our top 25, he's a really good player and he might not be in our top 100 and he's a really good player. So I just don't think there's that drop-off that other organizations have that we, we don't have that big drop-off of, of player, you know, player A or player B.
1: That is Michael Johns, Durham manager. And other than Morgan in and WA, the look for Rays minor league managers is different. Again, all found on our blog, raiseradio.moblogs.com. Blake Butera is replacing Johns now as one of the organization's two field coordinators. He managed the winningest team in the minors last year in Charleston. So we started with how and why the change occurred.
0: Yeah, I think first and foremost, I think we saw, you know, as we got into the offseason this year, um, a lot of staff turnover. Um, and a huge congrats to Brady Williams, uh, Jorge Mancada, and, and Tomas Francisco. All three of them, this was, you know, it, we all saw it coming. Uh, and, and just super happy for them to get the opportunity to come to the big leagues and ultimately help our big league staff and, and big league players um, win a World Series. Um, so once once some of that started to shake out, um, there were a lot of you know talks and rumors going around about what was going to happen, this and that. And um, it wasn't really until you know early December during the winter meetings actually, um, where um, Jeff you know came up to me and kind of. Um, you know, uh, basically asked what, what my thoughts were on, on this this possibility, and um, this was kind of the direction they wanted to go and have uh, MJ go, go manage our team in Durham and uh, me kind of slide into his role. And uh,
1: gave me a little bit of time to think about it, and,
0: you know, right away I, I was really um, intrigued and, and um, excited about it.
1: Before they brought it up, had you even had it even crossed your mind, or were you thinking, well, maybe I'll manage a you know move up a level or something of that nature?
0: Yeah, it hadn't really thought hadn't really crossed my mind. Um, you know, I, I it's something that I've always you know wanted to do at some point in my career. But you know, we get so um, so stuck in what we're doing right now and and uh, trying to do a good job of really just helping our players get better. That that the rest of the stuff is so hard to figure out, and um, we have some really good people with Jeff and George and Simon um, that, that do a really good job of lining things up and the best way to help our, our players ultimately. So we just kinda sat sat back
1: and waited to see what was gonna happen. You have been very successful though as a minor league manager. The team you were with last year won more games than any team in the in the minor leagues and were, you know, graded as the team of the year and you're co managing Team Italy. What will it be like for you not to manage this year and take off the managing hat and play the field coordinator role?
0: Yeah, I think I might have a better answer for you uh, in June or July when we've gone through a few months of, of the season. Um, but, but so far, it's been great. You know, it, It's been great to really get to see all of our players um, from the Dominican Academy up through AAA uh, and, and be around the staff and be able to you know, have communication and some conversations with staff members and players. And I've really enjoyed being able to, to be around
1: all the guys uh, just this week. How much will it help? I'm sure you've had conversations with Michael Johns just about what it was like for him. And also Alfredo is still there in a coordinator role to, to work with him, too.
0: Yeah, both of them have been instrumental um, in my career thus far. You know, they've both been people that have been there since since day one. And um, they, they've always looked out for me and wanted the best and have been really good people to to lean on and uh, ask questions and, and get perspectives from. And I, I value their opinion immensely. And, and they've been great.
1: What suggestions have they, I'm sure there's been conversations, questions that have been asked. What are some of the things that they've said to you that really have stuck?
0: You know, I think for one, just communication's the biggest thing. Um, our department's so big now and it, it's changing so much. Um, communication with staff members, communication with players, being you know clear and transparent on what we're trying to do. Not much is really gonna change. Uh, we have really good people in this organization. We have really good players. Um, so really just just letting them do their thing and, and being there um, to answer any
1: questions and, and give some guidance. You have managed a lot of players now in the system. How much does that benefit you? Um, and how much does it help to maybe not have seen a guy for a year or two and now just see what they've evolved into?
0: Yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, I'm really excited for, for the group that I've had the last couple of years. Um, last year, obviously, I'll, I'll get to see them. Um, that group move up or, or the guys that remain in Charleston, I get to see them again fresh off of last season uh, And then also the, the group that I had years prior that I haven't seen in a couple of years that have moved up the ranks a bit And i um, just excited to, to see how their their careers have progressed Any changes that they've made and um, just kind of help continue to develop them throughout their journey
1: So give us a feel and give our fans a feel what you'll be doing as a field coordinator are Al and you kind of splitting duties? Some seeing some teams, some seeing others. You're all seeing all of them. How will that all work?
0: Yeah, so we'll both um, continue to to see all of our affiliates. We're going to travel from, from Durham down to the Dominican. Um, Al will still be the um, direct person in charge of our Dominican Academy as well as our Complex League, and he'll handle Charleston. Um, I will oversee our, our team in Montgomery and our team in Bowling Green but still travel to all of our affiliates and, and help all of our staffs and players throughout the organization.
1: And as you've gotten to watch a couple weeks of uh, some of these camps, is there anyone who jumps off the page of, oh, wow, they really grew up a lot physically or they look a whole lot different than they did the last time I saw them?
0: You know what? I feel like I go through a list of, of players. They all. There wasn't anyone that came into this camp. Looking overweight or like they haven't had, they haven't done anything the last several months. I'm really impressed with the way a lot of this group looks. You know, Carson comes in looking strong. Looks like he even grew another inch or two. Um, you have really big physical guys. Uh, you know, Ryan Cermak, strong kid. Uh, Mason Hour continues to get stronger and faster. Um, there really aren't many where you're like, whoa, like you know they need to pump the brakes a bit or they need to kind of. Get on, get going on the right page. It, it looks like the whole group that we have here have really, really gotten after it this off season, and and they they have a real goal in mind, and it's really impressive and exciting.
1: And you have seen kind of the the organization evolve. It seems like the athleticism among, among the group has grown a little bit throughout the organization over the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, the athleticism stands out tremendously. You know, all these guys here, they're they're bigger, stronger, faster. They're in the cage, hammering balls. And I don't know if it's because we're in an indoor cage, but it's loud noises in there, and it's fun to watch. Um, you know, just, just the work ethic in general, and you hit on the athleticism. That's something that where our, our organization has really grown the last couple of years, so hats off to our, our strength coaches, um, our sports science team, our nutritionists. This group of players are bigger, stronger, and faster.
3: It's only a kick. Pressure. A jump. Pressure. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans.
4: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: Because of the way the game is evolving, is that more important now than ever? And what I mean by that is the rule changes at the big league level, the the lack of shifting, the fact that you know all the Two infielders have to be on each side to begin. The outfielders have to be set a certain way. There's, uh, you know, a pitch clock. There's a certain number of throws that a pitcher can make over to first base, whether it's on the bases, in the field, at the plate. I would assume athleticism means even that much more.
0: Yeah, I think the first you know few months of the big league season well, will tell us a lot in terms of what type of player is going to have success in this game. But ultimately, what it comes down to is is the most athletic players in the big leagues seem to have really good careers, and and kind of to your point, the one the one rule change that stands out the most is is the limited pickoff attempts. You know, I think you're going to see stolen bases come back, and it's really it's really helpful to have some athletic players that can run a little bit, and um, obviously we value. A, we value speed at a premium, as does the the rest of the industry. But we have some guys that can really run, and I'm excited to see how many bases they can steal this year.
1: Enjoy watching them and helping them grow, and congratulations on the new role, and good luck with Team Italy as well. Thanks,
0: Neil. always appreciate
1: it. That's Blake Butera. A lot of changes in the Rays' system at the minor league level. A lot of it about being comfortable being uncomfortable. Jared Sandberg certainly would apply there. He's returning as the outfield and base running coordinator. Last with the Rays, he managed Durham and Triple-A and was quite successful. And he's also familiar here, having spent two decades on the field, not only as a coach and manager, but as a player too. In fact, this is where it all started.
5: Yeah, it's it's incredible to uh, you know come back here where a place where I was drafted in 1996 and I uh, really grew up here as a person and and a and a, and a baseball person as well. I mean, like, spent over 20 years here before you know get an opportunity to, to go back home, put on the Seattle Mariner uniform, and uh, having the opportunity to come back here is, is special because it's it's in a new role. Like I've been a manager uh, and and in the dugout for you know all these years uh, as a coach, and so now to come back here as an outfield base running coordinator. Um, maybe not necessarily my area of specialty, but uh, I did work with the outfielders in Seattle, getting a lot of experience there. Uh, but I'm coming back to a, a, you know, a place where I know a lot of the people here. Uh, it's very comfortable. Uh, so I'm in very comfortable colors,
1: uh, so to speak. So how did those conversations start? Because you mentioned you had been managing. Did it start with first, hey, how about you know coming back and then did it evolve into the outfield base running or how how did that all come down yeah so unfortunately after
5: the uh this past season i was a triple-a manager for san diego padres in el paso we went to the pcl championship we won 85 games and uh everybody felt like we had a very special season and uh, a winning season but uh, they wanted to go in a different direction so it was uh didn't get renewed there from a contract standpoint so opportunity to be a free agent and you know made some phone calls again and um you know, uh, fortunately, the race had an, an opportunity for me to come back and, uh, and an opening, so I went through the interview process, and uh, and here I am. So very fortunate uh, that that you know was able to land on my feet and in a very comfortable position.
1: And you're going through a couple of camps too, so I'm sure a couple of years outside the organization now allows you to get refamiliarized with some of the talented young athletes they have coming through. Yeah, I mean,
5: as a coordinator, the impact can be felt uh, throughout the entire organization, which will be. Uh, something that I'm I'm really interested in, in being able to do versus being a manager or on a affiliate field staff and just impacting the players that pass through there. So it's a it's a way for me to impact the entire organization. And, you know, I went to the Dominican in early December uh, right after getting the job. So I was able to go down there, uh, see some young players down there, be here in St. Pete. Uh, for these two weeks of mini camps and be around you know players so it's about building relationships getting to know you know f- names with faces and and ability level and we got a lot of talent in this organization so it's uh, fun to be around these guys for these two weeks and then it's also about the staff too getting to know you know any new staff I didn't know and then I'll head back to the Dominican here in uh, in a couple of weeks so they're going through uh, some camps down there and you know continue those relationships but uh, again it's about impacting the entire organization players and staff
1: you touched on it to a degree it- the organization obviously was very talented when you left how different how much better uh or equal is the talent from when you departed
5: yeah i mean it, it, it seems like you know there's talent you know throughout the entire organization uh, all up and down you know all the rosters so Um, You know, that makes it a lot more fun for us to uh, work with these players, uh, the staff to come to the ballpark every day and work with talented players. And and the players are all eager to, you know, get in work, work on their deficiencies and get better. And and, uh, ultimately, I feel like the, uh, you
1: know, the the common goal here is to win a World Series uh, with the Tampa Bay Rays big league team. And from an athleticism standpoint, I think it becomes even more important going into this year at the major league level and throughout the minors because of the way the rules have changed i mean you have fewer throws over for base runners now throughout the minors and now in the majors and the the way the outfields have to set up requires athleticism it does it does and it's
5: uh you know got to got to see some of the new rules last year you know going back to the minor leagues and in triple in, in pcl we used some experimental rules and stuff so uh, yeah, definitely. A- athleticism is put at a premium for all the players uh, with the lack of shifts um, on the bases, you know, trying to be more creative, how to create some more runs on the, on the base pass uh, with the limited pickoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, th- the game is evolving and we all have to evolve
1: in-, in not only how we play it, but also how we teach it. How much, you, since you got to see it up close, how much did it change things and how do you think it will play, not only at the minor league level, but this year for the first time in the big leagues?
5: It, it, it changed quite a bit. I mean, uh, it forced pitchers to work fast um, from a pitch clock standpoint, from a, a lack of disengagement. So, I mean, they had to be ready to go. And you just saw some pitchers that really struggled with, you know, this, just the this, this speed up. Uh, they, were, they were used to taking their time, uh, taking a couple deep breaths off the mound and then getting back on and, and regrouping and then getting to the next pitch. But it happens a lot faster now. Uh, you see a lot of the base runners take advantage of – uh, pitcher's tells, pitcher's weaknesses, you know, all that kind of stuff. So like it, it's really changing the game in a lot of different ways and more fun for just fan experience and, and watching the game. And it was a lot of fun managing the game because uh, there was the athleticism that you talked about, but it was also a little bit more aggressive and, and being more aggressive. You could take advantage of maybe a catcher that can, that can throw, um, but you can take advantage of it because the pitcher can't pick off or doesn't want to pick off anymore because he doesn't think he can pick you off. So like uh, the game is changing, and it's, it 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 was a lot of fun to be a part of those changes last year.
1: And I'm guessing you're going to, because of it, your mind maybe will see more offense. And what I mean by that is just more runs in general because of the lack of shifting, the the change in the, the amount of times you can throw over, and just the way you can position outfield.s
5: Yeah, the way that I looked at it last year was like, um, you know, if 2020 in the minor leagues. Um, which is 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases. I mean, like, how many times did it happen? You know, in the previous five years, and then these rules started changing. And um, you know, one name that comes to mind was like a Kyle Tucker from the Astros. Like, you know, he was I think he was 2020 or something like that. So, like, what what is it producing? Well, like 2021, there was like a bunch of a huge uptick in 2020 seasons that the players had in the minor leagues, and you know, even more last year. And uh, I think. You know, that's going to be more of like the norm nowadays as, as the power creeps in and, and guys are able to steal bases and be aggressive. And, and again, if, you know, if stealing a base or, or being more aggressive on the bases without, you know, making it out can create more runs, which would create more wins and get you to the playoffs, then, you know, go ahead. And so, like,
1: if you if we have the athleticism to do that, let's, let's do it. You mentioned the ability now to impact, you know, players throughout the organization throughout the system but I would imagine from a personal level too this is a good thing as well because you can get to get home for a weekend or for a couple of days during the season we're looking to be honest in the minor leagues when you're managing a five-month season you don't get that opportunity
5: yeah there is there is that opportunity to, to be able to get home but um, you know first and foremost it's the it's the job and wherever you know the job or or the the, the players needs uh, need to take me but yeah it is a nice little perk to be able to get home uh, now and again and Uh, see, uh, you know, my wife um, and then also Evan and Clara, you know, do their activities. Uh, So, yeah, it'll it'll be nice to be able to do that at times.
1: And beyond that, I guess you'll get to minor leagues have changed, too, over the last several years. We're now, you know, five affiliates plus Latin America, where it used to be the the seven or eight over the last couple of years. That has changed. So at least... Probably will allow you to see teams and players a little more frequently uh, in terms of a cycle or a rotation.
5: Yeah, I think from a scheduling standpoint, we, we can be creative, uh, whether it's, you know, getting home or getting to the priority players. Um, you know, trying to get to you know, a player that's you know, that needs needs some extra extra work or extra help or a different set of eyes or a different voice or whatever. It definitely adds some flexibility there. But, um, you know, with all the affiliates being in kind of a centralized location, like you can get around to, to more of those teams. Uh, A little bit quicker, you know. Then again, if you want to see a team for an entire week in six games, like you know, you can stay there for you know entire series. Well, good luck with it. It's
1: great to have you back, and thanks for a few minutes on the latest podcast. Good to see you, Neil. Thank you very much. That's Jared Sandberg, one of the new Rays minor league coordinators, doing so at the outfield and base running area. And certainly, there's a lot of different looks with the Rays coordinators. Developing pitching certainly is the lifeblood of this organization, and the three coordinators are Orlando Garza. He's working with the AAA guys. Jim Paddock is primarily handling single and double A pitchers, overseeing them after several years coaching at that level.
3: Well, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, Obviously, being a player for uh, for a couple seasons there in in the mid two thousands, and then um, getting hired back as a as a full time pitching coach in the organization. You know, it's you see things from afar. uh, you know, with, uh, with Dick Bosman and Dewey Robinson, when I first got a new organization being coordinators and kind of what they went through and, and learning from them throughout uh, my first six years as being a pitching coach and now getting the opportunity to uh, step into the role that they once held um, along with uh, Georgie Mankata, who obviously is now in the big leagues. Um, you know, it, it, it's obviously an honor and, and I'm very humbled by it, knowing that the organization has put some, put some faith in me to, to do, uh, to fill a role that, uh, has had some big shoes, but, uh, no doubt that, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the challenge, looking forward to getting to know some of the, uh, younger players that, uh, that I haven't had a chance to, to connect with except for spring training. Um, so getting to know them, uh, the new coaches that are in the organization and, and to help them along with the process during the season.
1: What did you, you mentioned some guys who have been pitching coordinators for the Rays. What did you learn from them and how do you think those, um, lessons that you did learn will help you in your new role?
3: I think the, uh, the biggest thing is communication and, um, you know, developing a relationship with, uh, with the coaches and the, and the players, um, you know, the, the organizational skills and how they go about their business to, um, not only obviously, like I said, communicate, but, uh, develop initiatives, um, to, uh, to develop different uh, developmental processes for each player um, and to create uh, to create a good environment that is that is um, you know a, a good working environment which uh, you know Tampa Bay has had for a number of years um, but just to continue that and um, you know you, you pick something up from from everybody that you've been a part of with and you've interacted with and you try and um, try and maybe twist it to make it your own um, but uh, yeah I, I think just the, the way they communicated the way they, you know, the organizational skills and, and developing and, and creating certain initiatives throughout the, uh, for, for the organization.
1: What do you know about, let's say, or how close are you with Rolando Garza and Alberto Bastardo, the other coordinators and how well do you already work together before this even starts with the three of you?
3: Yeah. Um, well, with Garza being the coordinator uh, the last couple of years, um, him just popping in town, but uh, you know, talking with him um, through different things over the course of the season you know, I'm looking to develop, uh, you know, more relationship that I already had with him, um, and working closely with him. Al, um, you know, we, we've coached together, you know, I've been around him a a number of seasons that he's been in the organization as a, as a coach, whether through spring training or having conversations with him, you know, as players move up and down and just, uh, just seeing how things are going. And now obviously having the off season calls, uh, to touch base and develop some new initiatives for the, uh, for the, for the season. And, um, you know, just looking forward to uh, to diving in a little bit more with these guys. Um, obviously, we're we're in the we're in the roles to uh, you know for for a reason, and it's um, you know we're working together as one to make sure that uh, the organization continues to you know push the needle forward in the right direction.
1: How are the responsibilities going to be divvied up? Will you be spending more time with the lower levels, with the upper levels, a mix of all of them? How how will you? What's your role?
3: Yeah. My main focus will be double a high a, and low a, um, those three clubs. However, I will get out, um, once to see, uh, once or twice to see Durham for a little bit. Um, and obviously I'll go down to the complex to see, uh, to see, uh, all, all the players down there, especially once the draft happens. Um, I'll probably have to go to the Dominican as well. Uh, you know, pop in there for a week to, to oversee some of the things there. Um, but obviously Al will, Al will take care of the complex and the DR, um, you know he'll handle that. I know he's got a good grasp of what's going on, but uh, it's always good to to head down there to uh, to connect with those uh, coaches that I know already, obviously, and uh, you know some of the new players, and to to uh, for them to get to know me as well. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm eager to know a lot of the younger players that I didn't have a chance to connect with, or that I just knew from spring training, but uh, you know seeing them grow and being part of their development process as well.
1: Since you've been with the organization for a number of seasons now, how good do you feel about the depth now of the pitching within the organization? At least from what you know, you're going to learn a lot more guys that maybe you haven't seen in coming weeks and months.
3: Yeah, I mean, the depth is never ending, right? I think that's a credit to our scouting department over the years of the great job that they have done, identifying talent. Um, and then once they get in the organization, I, I think the pitching group as a whole, along with, uh, the rest of the coaches and, and leadership groups in the organization have done an outstanding job of, of, um, you know, making sure that these guys are put on the right track. Um, their goals are laid out. Everything is very specific to what they, um, to what's been identified and what they need to improve upon. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a fun journey so far in my, uh, well, this is my seventh years on the, on the coaching side of things. Um. To seeing where a lot of these younger guys are now getting pushed to the big leagues or have been in the big leagues or um, whether whether or not they're with with the organization or not it's fun seeing a lot of the guys that um, you know and have been a part of uh, make their way to the top
1: as a coordinator you're still doing a fair amount of coaching so tell me how you've grown as a coach since entering the Rays organization
3: yeah it's definitely been uh to say you know i've coached high school coached college obviously once you get to the pro ranks it's a little different animal and um, you know, just bring in the experiences that you had throughout the years, obviously learning from the guys that have done it before you. Um, as I mentioned, uh Bazi and, and Dewey, obviously Marty, RC Doc. Um, you know, it's probably a nappy that's been in the organization and, and been uh been all the way up to top. Obviously, Kyle and um <clears throat> and Stan who, who have who have been up there, but you know, learning from all those guys of um who have who have been there, have done it a number of more years than you have um, to, to see how, how their process is. Um, as I said earlier, kind of make it your own with, you know, put your own little spin on it and uh, with your personality and, and how you relate to the players. It's, you know, and the, just the, the coach's growth of what uh, you know, we've gone through um, on the teaching side of things and, and, and the knowledge side of there's a lot of information out there. And I think um, you know the leadership group, when I was a coach, has done a great job of of uh, pushing the needle forward with us to make us the best coaches as possible. So, yeah, I mean the the learning is never is never ending. Um, you know, the, the saying I've heard before you you uh, you're always becoming, you never fully arrive. Um, and I think that's a, that's an understatement because we never fully get to where we're, where we're going, and we never really know know it all because there's always some new information out there and some new new things that we can apply to each uh to each player
1: would it be fair to say though over the years you've been able to find your voice as a coach
3: yeah for sure um notwithstanding not literally now since uh voice is just getting back but yeah it's uh it's definitely i mean listen as as you you go through this you find out a lot about yourself you find out how to relate to the players a little bit better you know every player is different just like every person is different um, right, they are people. So, um, you, you may relate to one person one way and and one player one way, but you have to do it a little bit different, uh, different way than next. And you know, over the years, you you kind of um, <clears throat> you know I've had that same type of player in the past, or or here's how I did it, or talked bouncing ideas off of coaches, things like that. Um, you know, that's uh, that's where we, that's where we get better, and that's where we uh, we're in it as one and is in it as a collective whole.
1: Well, best of luck with the new role, Jim. We appreciate a few minutes. Um, Enjoy the, the weeks, months, and hopefully years ahead in the new opportunity. And we'll talk to you again soon.
3: I appreciate it, Neil. Thank you very much.
1: That's Jim Paddock, who, along with Rolando Garza, will handle a lot of the higher-level pitchers in the Rays system. Alberto Bastardo has plenty of history to work with a lot of the youngest pitchers in the Rays organization.
4: I've been with the Rays for 10 years. Um, my first years was in 2014. I spent two years in the Dominican, summer, I mean the Venezuelan summer league, and then moved to the Dominican summer league for another two years. Um, after that, I got promoted to uh, the a complex League, and uh, spend, um spent uh, three years uh, in the uh, complex. And uh, when uh, I got a promoted to the Princeton, but after the 2020 season with the pandemic, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I just stayed at the complex and uh, spent one half of the year with the uh, Durham Bulls in A as a bullpen coach, and then uh, as a pitching coach in the FCL. Last year, uh, one year with the uh, Bowling Green Hot Rods as a pitching coach, and uh, this year now uh, the Rays gave me the opportunity to be uh, pitching coordinator in the lower levels, which is uh, um, I mean, really uh, surprised me with the opportunity. I- I'm really happy and uh, looking forward to you know to help the younger guys and the pitching coaches in the lower levels to improve and help the pitchers to grow. Uh, you know to jump from the Dominican Republic to uh, U.S. So, yeah, that's pretty much my 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 talk. So, will you spend most of your time at the academy,
1: or at the Florida Complex League, or at some of the A-ball levels, or kind of a mix
4: of all of those? It's gonna be both. Yeah, it's gonna be in the lower level. So, it's gonna be Complex and Dominican Summer League. So, you had a lot of experience with that. What makes a good pitching coach for young kids? Details, <laughs> a lot of details, you know, pay attention to, you know, how the, you know, help the pitchers to be consistent with their delivery, you know, help the pitchers to understand the, the our philosophy and repeat in the strike zone, which is the, the the huge point, you know, trying to help the pitchers to hit the middle of the play and, um, you know, um, um, develop on a breaking pitch, on a change, a secondary pitch, pretty much. But the most part is just, you know, help um, uh, the pitchers to understand that they need to hit the spot instead of just, you know, throw the ball as hard they can, which is fine. But they need to hit the spot, you know, to, uh, you know, compete in the strike zone. How much does it help also to be bilingual uh,
1: in this situation with so many young, talented pitchers from Latin America that the Rays have?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's important. Uh, I, I mean, those guys uh, understand You know that they also need to understand that English is very important. You know that how to manage the language when they come, they come here, and you know uh, start listening uh, a different language, Uh, and that that's something that also we have to touch bases a little bit. You know, especially when uh, you know we have meetings over there in Latin America. We sometimes we talk in English. And also, you know, translating in Spanish. So that way you can, they, they can start listening a little bit more, uh, you know, on um, 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 trying to, you know, clean a little bit the, uh, the ears from the, from the guys. So that's something that we always do.
1: How good is your relationship with Jim Paddock and also Rolando Garza, the other coordinators?
4: Uh, really good. <laughs> I mean, uh, I spent uh, like five years with, uh, four years with uh, Jim here already in the States. Uh, we have a really good relationship. Uh, we always talk. Last year, we have a lot of conversation, you know, because he was in double I was in high A. So every time we move somebody to AA, we have to talk. And I mean, I think we are on the same page the whole time. We've been on the same page and uh, we really enjoy, uh, you know, being together because we, we try to have some fun and at the same time, we try to help the pitchers. And like I said, I mean, we, we, we're on the same page with Rolando. I think he has already four years with the organization, and he's another guy that I mean we always uh, talk and, and communicate as much as we can, especially you know because he was a, he's the pitching coordinator for four years, and that's, that's I mean it's, it's a guy that always you know have to talk and um, you know give me some advice as a, as a coordinator. I mean I know you don't mention Jorge Moncada, but he's uh, I grow with him pretty much for. You know, already 10 years, uh, and now he's uh, he has the opportunity to be in the bullpen in the big leagues, which is is great for him. It's a good jump for him, for his career, and uh, I'm very proud of him. Has he given you – has Jorge given you much advice about the new opportunity? Yes. I mean, I've been talking to him pretty much <laughs> almost every day, uh, you know, asking questions and uh, giving advice of, you know, how I can do a lot of things because, uh, I mean, in Latin America, we have pretty much like 40 – 40 pictures or so maybe more than that and and i just you know asking a lot of questions how i can just manage uh, a lot of guys and uh, you know uh, also how do he manage the situation over here at the complex so uh, he, he he helped me a lot so far yeah
1: since you've been with the organization for 10 years how has the talent changed is it better now is it the same is it similar
4: how would you describe it I mean, every year's different, every year's different. I mean uh, but I, I I can say that I mean if you compare I mean ten years from now, I think I mean we have so much talent right now than before. I mean, I don't say that before we don't have it, it's just like I mean, right now those guys uh, i mean when when we say think the scouting scouting has been doing a really great job. I mean, really nice job, you know, uh, finding out good arms and and, and um, more than that. Then, then good pitchers, they find a lot of uh, really good human beings. So that's easy to work with, you know.
1: How important is that? The the personality, the willingness to work along with the talent?
4: Yeah, it's, I think it's a huge and I think it's, great, it's a good point, you know, because uh, that make our life easier, you know, because it's something that we can just, uh, you know, have a really conversation with somebody that's had a good personality and uh, uh so I'm a little bit of open minded so that's easy to work with pe- guys like that. And like I said, I mean the scouting, they've been doing a really nice job doing uh um finding those those guys to help, you know, the organization. And also we are just trying to just uh follow uh what they've been doing, the pitchers been doing, and just help them to get better and, and go to the next level.
1: The rays have these um I guess you would call them camps for the pitchers before spring training, how important is that for you? And how
4: important is that for the young pitchers? Very important. I mean, know those guys as much as we can. That's the most important thing, you know, trying to get as much details as possible to help them, Uh, you know, trying to get data from them. Uh, And also, you know, it's, it's, it's a big uh, opportunity for them to, you know, come for the camps to uh, get better which is the most important thing, help those guys to get better uh, every day. And as you get started for this new role, what are you most excited about? <laughs> well, everything. Just like, you know, right now we have a, a lot of meetings and a lot of information, which is is great. Uh, I mean, early, I mean, in November was kind of, you know, like, well, what, 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 what am I doing? I don't know. I don't understand what to do because a lot of information. But now I feel more comfortable and I can breathe. But I, before I can even breathe, like I, I don't get it. <laughs> but right now, like I said, it's, it's a um, a huge moment to grow as a as a person, as a coordinator, uh, trying to, you know, uh, accomplish a lot of things that, that, that I really need to do to help the pitchers, um, trying to be as organized to help, the, you know, the other coordinators and the, and, and, and the team to help the pitchers as much as I can.
1: That's Alberto Bastardo, and special thanks to him and all the guests on the show today. Now Durham manager Michael Johns, Blake Butera, co-field coordinator, Jared Sandberg, outfield and base running coordinator, and Jim Paddock, one of the Rays minor league pitching coordinators. Again, a full list of changes in the Rays minor league system on our blog, RaysRadio.moblogs.com. Plus, we'll have other stories and analysis there as things developed as we move closer to the start of spring training. On an upcoming podcast, we're going to chat with members of the Rays organization that are participating in the World Baseball Classic. Can you believe there are 10 of them? That doesn't even include the players. And you'll hear from many of them on an upcoming podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We will chat with you soon.